to the Spurs News Podcast, your home for all things Tottenham Hotspur. Now, here are your hosts. Hello everybody and welcome to a new episode of the Spurs News Podcast. I am Sam, joining me to discuss all things Tottenham Hotspur, as our great intro says. It's my partner in crime, it's Matt. How are you mate, how are you? Knackered. Quite fair <laughs> yeah, you know, um, I think you'll get this. You're in your forties. Um, yeah, thanks. At some that. point, you know, you know, when you got that, um, everyone sort of say, "Hello, mate, how are you?" And you go, "Yeah, I'm all right." You, at some point, my default answer changed for "I'm all right" or "I'm okay" to oh, "I'm tired." Yeah, and I don't know when it happened. It might have been with kids. It might have been. <laughs> might have been ever since my daughter was born. It's like, hello, mate. How are you doing? Knackered, just yeah. really tired. Yeah, I think. I think. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't we, know where the days are going. <laughs> oh, it gets like that. I think for me, I don't know if it's because I'm in my forties or whatever. But yeah. I, I wake up. To, I wake up. I had a good night's sleep. I wake yeah. up tired, right? But yeah, what is that? Yeah, about? but I yeah. have a coffee, and I'm like, it switches me awake. I'm like, ah, oh, that's what I needed. It's like I cannot wake up now uh... without coffee. I can't wake up without it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the addictions. <laughs> Do you know, talk, yeah. talking about um, coffee, so, I had to catch up oh, with uh, yeah. our patron yeah, yeah. To, to, uh, yesterday, Dan, Polynesian Dan. Really? How yeah. is he? He's good. Because he, um, now he's, he's he's high-flying in his career, you know, so the guy's he is, doing really he well. Is. So he's, he's having to commute into London, you know, where where, where it's all oh, at. Where, and it just where, so happened. it all happens. <laughs> yeah. And it just so happened that um, I think he's, he had a connection that was about an hour and a half and I, and I was at work he said let's meet up for coffee so yeah, yeah. He, he'd, he'd been drinking coffee all day so he, he was yeah. like do you know what I can't drink any more coffee and it was about to be fair it was about six in the evening so he had a hot chocolate yeah. but I had a coffee because I was no. still at work and I needed one <laughs> no no Matt no. He, is, he is the young one do you think he had a lot of coffee or do you think he just wanted to have a nice hot chocolate? He's a unit. He's Polynesian Dan, but he's still a bit young. Do you, do you you know, maybe a nice little hot cocoa to help him on the way home? Well, maybe, hopefully, hopefully it did work. But yeah, I, do you know what? I, I did understand what you're saying because no, when, when, you, when you get to that time in the day, coffee ain't good, is it? You ain't sleeping at night if you're drinking no. coffee in the evening. No, no I, I, it's funny because like, when you're younger as well, it's like, I remember, I remember going out nights out like nailing Red Bull, like vodka Red Bulls and going home and crashing out no problem at all. Yeah. I do that now. Like I have a can of Red Bull at 8pm in the evening and like 3 o'clock in the morning I'm like, oh, isn't this fun? Look, I've counted the roof tiles of the next door's house 20 times. I am not sleeping tonight. No. Oh, world's mental. Um, so, uh, yeah, I wanted to open the show. Um, obviously, it's been a surreal week in the United Kingdom uh, following the passing of Queen Elizabeth II. Um, and uh, football got suspended, so our game against Man City didn't go ahead. I always said Queen Elizabeth was a Tottenham fan. She gave us that break. Um, yes, yeah, do you find it's just been surreal? I mean, I'm guessing you're bloody busy working on the railways in a minute with people coming into London. Yeah, do you know they said? Uh, I think it's for the actual for the weekend, not yeah. maybe not just the weekend, but because I think the funerals on Monday, isn't it? I think it is. Yeah, they've, they've said that. If you imagine every single major event that's ever happened in London, so like you yeah. think of like the FA Cup final, all the yeah. different kind of things, the big events we've had, all the yeah. royal events. If you put the top five biggest events that have ever happened in London together yeah. in one day, it's, and it's that's going to be the day. Yeah. Yeah. So can you imagine how busy yeah, it's, it's going to get? 
Oh, mate, are you working? Really. I'm faint. Well, I am working Monday. Uh, they'll give me a loo day, and I feel like I'm going to deserve that loo day. Yeah, I think <laughs> but, you are. But I'm not yeah, working think, a weekend, thank God. I think anyone working Monday in London, full credit to you, because that is going to be busy. Oh, it really is. It really, really uh, is. But, yeah, did you think it's, it's just felt surreal? It's like, you know, even if you're not a royalist or someone who really follows the family, it's just like she's always there. You know, it's like always there, always in the background, doing doing her thing, and now she's not, and it's like, yeah. oh, that's 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 odd. <laughs> I don't I, know how I, to feel about that. Yeah, because we, we've all kind of we've all known she, she was getting old, uh, yeah. so you're kind of in the back of your mind thinking, well, this is what's yeah, going to happen well, when she's going to die. At some point, yeah, yeah, at yeah. some point. But the the thing I can't get my head around is the, and I haven't sung it. Uh, I'm not oh. sure if I will. No, but it's God no, save it's the weird. That's yeah. not, that doesn't. No, I, um, I was watching the the test match cricket, and they they obviously had the first day was rained off, the second day was uh, cancelled because the queen had passed, but they decided they'd allow them to go ahead. It's so on the third day, it opened with a minute silence, and then God saved the king. And there was this uh, singer came out and she did it, and I've kept thinking to myself, imagine how difficult that is, because you have your whole life is God save the queen. Yeah. So every time you come to, you know, that music's going and you just, God save our gracious k- k- king. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Queen. There's going to be a lot of queens. There is going to be a lot of queens. He's going to be known as Queen, Ch- Queen Charles III. Yeah, Queen, Queen Charles III. <laughs> oh, dear, crazy. Like I said, mad times. But we d- focusing on the football then, we did have our game against Man City cancelled. Uh, as of this moment of recording, and I need to say that, the game against Leicester is going ahead. The reason why I just say it with that tiny little bit of tinge of doubt in my voice is because my understanding is there is still a long discussion going on over policing because obviously the police are very busy right yeah. now because there's a massive queue currently in London. Have you seen this queue? To be policed and it's Have ridiculous. you seen it? I mean, it's insane. Mate, there is, there is nothing more British ever in the history of the world. The thing that makes me laugh is I just know someone's going to get to the front at some point and go, oh, this isn't Glastonbury. Yeah. And what the... <laughs> and do you know what as well? I don't know. Look, you, look I, I, Sam, I, I hope people have kind of worked it out over the years that I'm not a massive conspiracy theorist. Right? I'm not one no. of these people... But and I'm gonna give it a but. I've Go got on. a strong feeling that she is not in that coffin, right? Because <laughs> it is a massive security risk. Because there's going to be yeah. one person that's going to want to peek in there, right? Could you just imagine? Right. So yesterday, a kid tried snuck his phone in and tried to take a selfie. Oh, it's God. a very it's a very teenage thing to do. Oh, God. But this is live streamed. So the video of this kid having his phone destroyed and dragged out in a rough way <laughs> is everywhere. Can you imagine what they do to someone who tried to jump the barrier and have a peek, have a peek. <laughs> or grab the crown and shout "King Bob"? <laughs> you know, you'd, you'd be on your ass, mate. You would be gone. Whoa. I mean, you only got to look at what some, some guy in Scotland shouted at Prince Andrew, and then all of a sudden got dragged back to the nineteenth century. I mean, to be fair, he had a good point, but you know, they did. Uh, I, I, I think. If that guy is out doing a public appearance and someone wants to shout anything like that at him, you go ahead. I think when he's yeah. walking behind his mum's coffin, time and a place. Yeah, but it was a member of the public who grabbed that guy. By the I way, know, the, yeah. the police, the police then him. had to pretty much, the police then had to pretty much save him from the mob. Yeah, yeah. Someone said to me the other day, they said like, "Oh, it's really bad for our democracy. These people are holding up signs against the monarchy, and they're being dragged out by police." And I said, "Look." 
they're being dragged off and cautioned under public order offences because it's the equivalent of me in a Tottenham shirt walking into the Emirates Stadium in the Arsenal stand and holding up a sign saying all oh, Arsenal fans are dicks. Yeah, it is really. I said, it? if you've yeah. got a thousand people there who are mourning the Queen and are upset and are in a heightened state and you're going to stand there going, fuck the Queen. Yeah. Someone's going to crack you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so time place there are plenty of opportunities the the coronation and stuff like that when all these go if you're anti-monarchy that's your time go for it go nuts and the police will happily organize your protest and be there when you're in a crowd of people like that just ask that young man who got dragged by two large edinburgh looking chaps who then gave him a pasting before the police managed to get to him (laughs) It is not the time, not no, the place. No. My my opinion, obviously, just my opinion. No, but I agree, just that's. Man, I agree. It's like, come on, pick pick your moment and pick it better. <laughs> um, you're right. I agree. But, I agree but, with but, what yeah, you said, sorry. but I don't agree with what you yeah. said. It. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, the guy. Yeah, the guy deserves. You know, back in the olden times, Charles would hand him a pistol and go, "Go sort it out." <laughs> just go go end it for us all because we can't even walk in a procession for our mother's funeral without you bringing the whole freaking family down because of what you did you yeah, asshole yeah, 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 yeah. oh the good old days <laughs> anyway right back to football um we uh we have got a game to talk, you know i've tried to avoid it i've gone 10 minutes trying to avoid it but we have got a game to talk about we did play in the champions league uh we went to sport in lisbon and we lost 2-0 uh, we lost 2-0 in literally the 90th and the 91st minute conceding. Um, I, I don't, I'm still trying to process how I feel about this. Um, and I'll lay out what's on my mind and then you come in and, and tell me where I am <laughs> and tell me where you are. Um, sure. I felt for a little while that we're not fully clicking. And we've been picking up results and you're kind of looking at it going, oh, you can just see that we're like trying that extra pass or that player's trying that extra step and it's just not fully clicking but we are getting results and it's been kind of like it's good that we're getting the results but i really want to see us get this get this going you know something's not quite right and the other thing that's been a little bit concerning for me is when it's not been quite right and you've looked at it and a couple of players have looked maybe fatigued and not quite on i've not really followed why Conte's not making changes, and he doesn't seem to be making changes until sort of later on, but when he has, it has had an impact. Mm. Think of the game against Marseille, where Charles, you know, the, the impact Kuliseski made when he came on was phenomenal. So I'm kind of like, oh, I'm not really, so I'm not really following that. So part of me, and this may sound really stupid to everybody, part of me is kind of happy we lost. Not happy we lost, but kind of like, maybe we needed to lose for everyone to get a collective smack of like, look, you can't keep playing below your best and picking up results because at some point a team will beat you, you know, and, and the team, because if you did that like against Man City, the scoreline could have been ridiculous, especially the way Haaland's playing at the moment. But against Sporting Lisbon, you know, we kind of, the whole game, we were in it, we were in it, we were in it, we were just squandering our chances, not, again, it's not clicking and they punished us in the last, literally the last couple of minutes. 100% Hugo Lloris had made two, maybe three, world-class saves in the game. So, you know, again, the scoreline could have been a lot worse. Um, but, yeah, so for me, it's kind of like, ah, I'm annoyed we lost, but maybe we needed that. Maybe that's going to help us, like, slap us and bring us back, bring like make the players go, crap, you know, we do have to up our level. We can't just keep 
playing like this and picking up results. So that's where I'm at. I'm kind of, like I said, I'm kind of a bit weird, conflicted, still processing. What about yourself? Yeah, you, you're right, Sam. Look, none of us like to see us Spurs lose, and especially no. not in that <laughs> manner. Because I think I, I, cause I, I didn't get, I couldn't watch it. I was at work, but I was kind of trying to keep yeah. up with the scoreline on my phone. And then I saw yeah. one nil. To, and I just messaged the group and I gut punch because it was a gut. It's always a gut punch when yeah. it happens. That yeah, so it's a horrible feeling. Yeah. yeah, it's horrible. And and I just thought nil nil. Not perfect result, but I'll take a draw away. Sporting Lisbon means we'll be on four points. Yeah. You know, I'll take that for now. So it, it was crap that we lost. But I guess you... you and, and I thought... I think you, I think you seemed quite pragmatic pragmatic afterwards. And I think you said yeah. oh, onwards and upwards. And it, it, it's... Although we lost, it, it's kind of like you said, yeah. It's, it, maybe it's the kick up the bum we need. And if we're going to lose a game... Yeah possibly that's not the worst one to lose because if it does yeah. give us a kick up the bum and then we end up because uh, I mean we've got Entrink Frankfurt haven't we a couple of games yeah, just which, say Frankfurt Frankfurt there we <laughs> go yeah. Do, yeah. Right, we've got those two and and we've, we've got Sporting Lisbon, Lisbon at home so they're, yeah. they're, they're winnable games right? I'm not saying we're going to yeah. win them but they're winnable games so it's not the end of the world, you know. If, if we can, no. if we can give, if if we can get have this kick up the bum, then that's not. It's not going to be a massive. It's not going to put a massive dent in our season. That no. defeat, as much as we don't like defeats, it's not. No, it exactly. hopefully won't won't affect things too much. So, let's let's. I'm, I'm glad that that was the game. You know, I think um, if it had been possibly like the West Ham away game or something like one w- which was a bit more kind of you know, against local rivals and, and it's going to possibly affect... Yeah. But this is the one that, like, you're away at Portugal. We're back in the Champions League after a few years. We're still trying to find a fit, I guess, again. Now we're back in yeah. it. Let, let, let's just use it as a massive learning curve and move on and then hopefully still finish first or second in the group, you know. But, um, yeah, and you're right. And I think I I read somewhere, I don't know if you saw it, that uh, Conte had the players in... He brought their training forward the next he day. He did, yeah, right. yeah. I was going to mention that. Yeah, yeah so he's he's obviously pissed off yes. right, right. <laughs> yeah. and, and so it, it, it hope we, look, the proof's going to be in the pudding on Saturday isn't it if the game like you said it does go ahead which I hope it does the proof yeah. will be in, in the pudding on Saturday and I know we, we're going to have made the mis- we're going to make the mistake now of not answering the fan questions first because I want to mention something that's in one of the questions oh, I didn't even know we had any yeah I'm sure did we? Did we ask any? Was it? The, was it? No, maybe it's the Instagram. I, did we get an Instagram I, I, question? I didn't. I didn't ask any this week because ah. I um I, I got a bit depressed just reading the sheer amount of comments right. on our defeat. Oh, fair I enough. I didn't want to invite the hatred. Right. Uh, but uh, we have got a couple of messages that have been sent into right. to Instagram. Instagram. So. Uh, it could be the one from Ireland, brother. You're thinking of? It's the one I was going to mention, Sunny and Sunny's form, and how I just think that it's now the time for Sunny to get dropped. I just ah, okay, yeah, that was one that was sent in by Sean Williams. Yeah, it's uh, yes. Yeah, so let, let me read it. Uh, on, Sean Williams said, "Hello, everyone. I hope you're all doing well. It's sad of me to ask this as a diehard Hunmin Sun fan, but at what point do you believe we will drop him to start with Charleston, Kane, and Kulu up front? So yeah." Go for it, mate. It's got to be the Leicester game, hasn't it? Yeah. It, it's got to be. I feel like um, Sun, Sun, look, I love Sun. We all love him. He's like, he's a legend at the yeah, club. Massively, yeah. And, and he's still, and it's not, it's not like he's, you know, I'm not saying he's, uh, was a le- was a legend, and he's now coming. Yeah, he's, yeah. you know, he's still in his prime. He's just yeah, he, he's going for. He's done. He's done. He's had a few bad games. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like he's still there. He's still there. We've still got that Sonny, but he's just struggling. There's something that's just so not right with him at the moment, and it's I affecting. Agree. It's affecting our performances. It, it really is. And, and then and then Kulisewski comes on, 
and just changes the game. And you, and you just think yeah. we've we've got to start. And even I'd argue, and and, and uh, Seb and I was talking about when I was dropping off at school this morning. He he made made a good point that Kane's struggling as well. Like, Kane is struggling. Yeah. he struggled against Sporting Lisbon. And to be honest with you, again, I I, I think this comes back to they've been kind of at a level. And that level's been getting them over the line, but the, hopefully this defeat will show them you can't, you need to up it because he, his first touch in that game was appalling, and you know that's yeah. something you give to Kane. You put the ball up to him, he'll hold it up brilliantly, and in that game, just no, it was it was all over the place. Do you do you, do you and, think? And, yeah. Do you think he, should, he like Son or Son and or Kane should be dropped for Leicester then? Me, me personally, if I was picking the team for Leicester, um, there, there again, there's kind of two trains of thought on this. One is you pick the team that didn't perform in the Champions League and you send them out there and you go, right, you have got to this game to prove to me why you are starting because I've got a squad of players ready to dispossess you. So you go out and you put it right. Do you know what I mean? That's kind of one train of thought. And I know Conte's kind of quite big on the personal responsibility of i'm telling you you were crap you need to fix it the other train of thought for me is sunny has been so out of form and he kept playing him so obviously coaches think he's one of those players that if you drop him his head a drop and therefore if you keep playing him he'll grab a goal want to go in off his shit and then that's it he's flying but i think glenn hoddle made a great point when he was a pundit which is sometimes you actually need to be withdrawn for your own good because you sit on the bench you see the game different and it kind of like you either get that kick in the ass to go you know i need to get back to my best or the pressure comes off you a little bit and that enables you and also like you said about kulazeski coming on looks like looks like a million bucks changes the game he did again against sporting lisbon he, he was beating people he was he was doing stuff that no one else had done in the game but he is coming on against tired legs maybe sunny needs to be put on the bench and come on with 20 minutes to go against tired legs and he'll get his confidence back mm. so it is to me i would start kane richarlison and kulisevsky i would start those three and i would have them rotate I would literally have the three of them and say, right, you three are up front. I don't care who's right. I don't care who's left. I don't care who's in the middle. Just frigging move around. Pull the defenders everywhere. And, you know, but as long as one of you's left, one of you's right, one of you's in the middle, I just want you to rip this defense to shreds. Because they are all good in the air. They are all, so they can all be in there as a nine, if you know what I mean. They are all good with their feet. They can all beat people. They can all pick passes let them go out there and cause chaos. And if it works, then Sonny's got to work hard to get back in the team. Yeah, exactly, um, yeah. But, and so, so that'd be from me. But again, like, you know, you can go for the team like Bentoncourt and Hoybier are Conte's clear favourites. They're the ones he wants to pick. But both of them in that game against Sporting Lisbon were below par. We, again, and the whole team were, so I'm not picking on them. Both got booked. And I'm kind of like, we signed Basuma, who last season, without a doubt, one of the best central midfielders in the Premier League. He, he tore us apart, didn't ball. he, when he played us? Yeah. He did, massively, yeah. He ain't getting yeah. a kick. And I'm, and, I, and I'm like looking at this, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to work it out. And it kind of brings me on to um, my next point that I want to make, which is kind of like my core discussion today, which is, 
obviously with the club and the way it works, Paratici makes the signings, he does it, and you know, we're all of the belief that Conte is obviously heavily involved in this. But when you look at the way he's not using the squad, do you have any sort of fear that we've made all these signings and actually he doesn't feel like we've improved? Because last season he quite bluntly told the press, like I look to my bench and there's nothing there. We're all looking at the bench now going, there, there's options, hello, there, there's other players, there are people right there, hello. And he just doesn't seem to be picking them. And even in his pre-match press conference for Sport in Lisbon, he kind of threw Lucas and Gill in the bin by saying he's got four players in the front for the front three. And I'm like, you've got Lucas and Gill as well. Mm-hmm. And it, what you know, what are they thinking right now? I know Lucas is just coming back from an injury, but those two are kind of like, hello, <laughs> um, we're here too. Yeah. Uh, you know, Papimatasar is there. Oliver Skip is there, and not getting a game, not getting any minutes at all. And you know, for me personally, that's driving me insane. But he so he doesn't it's so, look, yeah. so difficult. He does look. He doesn't. I, I don't know if uh, so. Last season. He was talking about the bench being quite weak. Yeah. But he he, he never rotated the team. Like every every, no. every game we go no. to, every home game we go to, yeah. we could predict the first eleven. And and I, and I think that's quite a that's quite a novel thing because in the past I've never really been able to do that. I know you have, yeah. and I used to call you the secret Pochettino, didn't I? But yeah, I couldn't yeah, I could was, never really predict. I was always always one out. <laughs> yeah, you was one out. But, but but this every game. Me and Seb get it 11 out of 11 every single game. Because yeah. he's not rotating, he's playing the no. same 11 every time. And I think it, it is that because it, because last season he had the weak bench or does he just like sticking to the 11 players he knows he can trust? Uh, and, and therefore and this that, season... And, that, and that's the question, yeah. Yeah. And therefore this season he's doing the same and he's got the stronger yeah. bench, but because he likes to stick to that 11, it's almost like irrelevant that, that bench and it's there yeah, just a, it's a just in, it's like a parachute underneath your yeah. seat when you're on an aeroplane you know if you're not going to need it, it's like it's like for me it's, it's a little bit of a worry um you know because i'm not in the kind of um uh, don't get me wrong i'm not no no coaches above criticism i mean we're fans we're all going to have opinions he is a fantastic coach with a fantastic record but it is something that is starting to puzzle me it is starting to be like i don't understand what we're doing here because you can make five subs this year. Yeah. In the summer, Paratici and Conte talked about the fact that this is going to be a weird-ass season because of the World Cup, and we need a bigger squad because of it. Mm. We've got it, and it's not being used. You look at every other team, and I'm watching. You know, I'm watching a lot of football at the moment. They are going. They are using their five subs. Everyone is using their five subs because they are. They know that, like, you know, I'm watching. Like, we talk about Haaland a lot at the moment. He's being subbed practically every game. He is being subbed off in like 80 minutes in the Premier League and it's like getting a round of applause because he scored two or three already. But he is being subbed. And the reason for that is because even if you're just saving him 10 minutes in a game, you're banking that. <laughs> you know, yeah. you're, you're saving him, you're doing it. Because Man City, you know, like us in the Champions League, they're playing two to three games a week, every week, until the World Cup starts. And then most of the squad's going to go off to the World Cup. Harland yeah. isn't, ironically. Yeah. Um, but then they're all going to come back and be back to two to three games. And now we've got games postponed as well. Man City have had two games postponed. Post-World Cup, uh, you know, it's not going to get any easier. <laughs> you know, League Cup, World uh, no. FA Cup. So it's going to be insane. And if you've progressed in the Champions League or dropped into the Europa League or whatever, if you're still in Europe, 
it's going to be insane. So you need that squad. Now, I don't know whether in his head he's thinking later in the season I'm going to need every player I've got here. But, of course, if you get to the point where you're 20 games into a season and then you go, right, Basuma, you're starting, the kid's going to need like four or five games to be match fit. He's not, you know, they're not. It's not just that they're not get starting; they're not getting any minutes. But he did, yeah. He, he started Basuma against West Ham. Like, what did you make of his his performance then? He was poor. Yeah, has uh, Conte seen that and just thought, well, do you know what? Then I'm going to have to put you back on the bench, mate. It, it'd be harsh, uh, in in my humble opinion, to give someone their first start. Go, yeah, you were crap, and and write them off. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it could be that. But to me, it would be pretty harsh. Um, I, I, it's I almost know. like he's gone. I mean, he's it's, gone it's to his default. Difficult. Yeah, yeah. I, it's yeah, a it's right. a difficult one because because you're looking at it and you're kind of like, uh, you know, things aren't really clicking or or we're being overrun in midfield and you're looking at these different things. And one of the criticisms I saw the other day was, look, teams are going to block deep with Tottenham because Tottenham don't have a creative player. And I've always said one of the best creative midfielders, number 10s in world football, is Harry Kane. So that being the case, if we want to break a team down, go, okay, Kulisevsky, Son, Richarlison, you're the front three, Harry, drop off <laughs> and sit deep. Because yeah. he'll, he'll pick passes all day. Like if you, at the moment, Everywhere Harry goes, he's got a player on him. He's got a player on him. If he comes right deep and is picking passes from midfield, he'll he'll be like Ericsson <laughs> when we all know it. Mm. So we've got the option in the squad to do that. Uh, it's, it's you know he's right there. Yeah, of course Conte wants him to be the number nine in the box, but he is still a phenomenal player for do that. Kulisewski said constantly he sees himself as a number 10. He wants to be central. He wants to be able to get on the ball and dictate the game. Lucas has done it and done it very well. His dribbling always draws fouls, always draws people to him. And if he can get the ball away, typically it opens up space for other people. So there are options there in the squad. And I think from my point of view, it's just a little bit troubling that or I'm not troubled, I don't know because you know we've lost one game in like our last 19 I think someone pointed out you know it's hardly yeah. it's hardly horrific we're third in the you know third in the league it's not like we're in disaster stations and we need to like be worried but the thing that I, I think perhaps and this this is going to come on a little bit to what Island Brother said and Island Brother I'm not going to read this out but we're going to touch on this for you is I think a lot of us as fans have got Jose Mourinho PTSD, <laughs> which is we were playing crap, but we were getting results. And then all of a sudden, boom, it went to hell because the we're team playing were playing crap, crap, and, crap and we weren't getting results. <laughs> and it just crashed, didn't it? Remember, we were like top of the league and like we were all going, bloody hell, you know, this is... This is the Jose way. None of us really like watching it, but God, we're going to win something. And then mm. whack, yeah. it went to shit, you know, bad. And and because this season we're kind of like, oh, you know, and we ended last season playing really great football, you know, Conte ball and destroying teams and really pulling them up, doing well. And we saw all the preseason, we made good signings. They got in early to get the preseason. We've heard about this insane fitness work the team have done. 
and uh, they just don't, you know, perhaps that insane fitness, perhaps they're knackered. <laughs> perhaps in the second part of the season, we're going to see serious benefits from it. But yeah. perhaps right now they're like blowing out my ass. <laughs> um, I, I don't know, but it's, it's kind of like, I don't know whether it's the expectations were raised, but I, I, I got this Jose PTSD, which is not playing that well, grabbing results. And I'm now nervous. Something's about to crash. I, I obviously want, desperately for that loss to be the kick in the ass and it clicks and we go ah you know here we are this this is what we were expecting and we move on but i mean what do you think do you think there's an element of like a little bit of the jose hangover still like it nagging at us like oh no don't do that again i know we knew we talk about going back much further than that don't we you know it's hard to kind of it's hard to get out of your head but yeah more obviously more recently with Mourinho. Yeah. I just, I feel like under Mourinho, you know, when we we talked earlier about Son and uh, Son and Kane, we just yeah. it was all it was the reliance oh. was almost hundred percent on them. So those two were phenomenal, and they yeah. bailed us out. <laughs> yeah, they did basically. Yeah, if they if they were playing like they are now, then we would have yeah. wouldn't have even started well. I I, no. I, I feel for me uh, uh, that. Look, I'm not gonna look, I'm not gonna try to sugarcoat I'm not gonna sh- say that we're, we're playing amazing and it's all very, you know we, we we think we're not and it I just I think that the the thing we do I think the, the problem we've got at the moment is I think Conte is kind of playing with this system almost where he's inviting the he's inviting the the, the kind of the um the possession from the opposing team and then looking to, to get you know son uh Kane and and Richarlison on the almost on the break, you know, just giving that freedom. You know, if you, if you can draw that their their defenders up high on the pitch, then we're giving them the space, and it's kind of it's it's inviting the opposition in. And and I feel like when you watch the games, it looks like the the other team are completely dominating. And I yeah. guess to an extent they are because they're getting more possession, well, more you know. But yeah. and, and so it it gives it the impression that we're we're playing really poorly. And I'm not trying to say that we, you know, I'm not trying to say that the players are all on fire and it's it's just no. it's deceptive. You know, I know they're not playing particularly great. But I, I think with the way Conte's playing, that's no, adding you, to you, it, you know. No, you do you do make a really good point because when the team's on the ball, there is a perception they're controlling the game, and um, I can't think who it was, but it was someone. Uh, I think it was Jamie Carragher said, um, "It's kind of one of Conte's things, which is it looks." He said, "It's it's deceiving." He said because they're not. He said because Tottenham are controlled, and he, he kind of did this breakdown where it was like. This other team have had possession, like 10% more possession than Tottenham. You look at that and you go, they've dominated the game. He said, they've not had any control. He said, yeah, they got the ball. He said, but Tottenham have got their shape and the team can't go through them. He said, because when they try, Tottenham win the ball back. And if they win the ball back high up, he's like, that front three, you're screwed. Mm, mm. He said, so you're actually nervous. He said, so you're on the ball and you're like, can't give it away. Simple pass. Can't give it away. Simple pat. He said, and so, yeah, you've got the ball and you've got control for a couple of minutes, but you're not doing anything because you can't escape this kind of system and, and the shackles that are put on you. And then when Tottenham do win it back, he said the transition is terrifying. You know, it can really beat teams. What I think the point is at the moment is because individuals are playing so poorly, that transition's breaking down. Like exactly, I, we yeah. saw who was it we were playing our last league game, and there was Sonny on the ball, and Sonny's running, and we're, we've got a three-on-three counter, and this is Sonny's time to shine. This is his thing. He just dribbled into the defender. Yeah, it's Fulham, wasn't it? We like, was there. like he, yeah. yeah, he just like 
He just like he didn't like so couldn't couldn't pick a pass. He just completely slowed. Do you know what? Yeah. He, was, he was coming towards us, Sam, and, and honestly, it mm. felt like that Burnley goal was yeah. like he's just yeah, flying, yeah. and then he's suddenly flying, he just yeah. slowed down, stopped, yeah. and then just let the yeah. ball gave gave the ball yeah. away. We're like, just, what just happened? Yeah, just, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah, but that's the thing. It is such a such a shock. Like you see, Sonny go through one on one. It wouldn't surprise you if it don't go in because he's got time to think about. It. You know him, mm. Sonny. The ball comes to him. He hits it. It's a goal. Sonny, loads of time. You're like, oh no, go on. Uh, will he? Won't he? But with this running at a defence with options either side of him, you're like, this is hit. This is Sonny's time to shine. This is at mm. pace. You know, you're gonna. Someone's gonna move if the defender goes to one of them. He's gonna go straight through and score. If the defender comes to him, he's gonna release Kane or Kulusevski or Richarlison, whoever it was. And no, just nothing. And and that's where we're at. You know, because it's not just him as well. Like you see, Kane, Kane is brilliant at that, holding the ball up and flicking it around. Like Sonny runs off him or Charlison runs off him. They're just not going. Like the passes are being blocked. They're just not happening. And it's not like um, uh, I saw again someone say, oh, Tottenham are well scouted now. Everyone knows how they play. I'm like, yeah, but everyone knows how we played last season. This is not like a shock. It's just that that the the quality that, you know, like we were saying about, the team need to up their level. At the moment, you know, they're in third gear and they were still picking up results and going, oh, this is good. (laughs) Yeah. And Sporting Lisbon, I hope, I've just shown them, no, you, you can't coast in third gear. Because in the Champions League, especially, and against the top teams in the Premier League, you are going to lose. Yeah. You are going to not pick up results. Um, and I'm and I'm hopeful, 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 always, that against Leicester, after the Lisbon result, and after getting a bit of a, a slap in training from Conte, they do go up the level. Because if they do, they can win well in that game. And I do feel like if they win well in a game... Uh, you know, like, okay, we're all at fifth gear, bang, we've won a game, we've won it well. That feeling and that kind of, oh, you know, this is where we need to be. And, you know, uh, Hugo Lloris after the Lisbon game was just, you could see it on his face, like, I did everything yeah. to try and help us in that game. And and he, he kind of just said, like, you know, we're going to really look at this. You know, we're really going to analyse this. And I, I remember, and it's on such a, a different level, I know, but I remember like sometimes I would come off the field playing a game and just be, what the hell happened? How did we lose that? We were great. And you and you can kind of go, we were great, we were unlucky, you know, and, and move on from it. But if you come off the field and you're like, nah, we were crap. We, we, you know, we didn't deserve that. You then only got like one place to go and that's up. Yeah. Because it just has to be. It, it just has to be better. And... You know, the midfield, uh, I saw a lot of criticism, like the midfield are overrun, they're not doing enough. The funny thing is, is like you said, the way we play, those two in the middle have got like a completely thankless task of just trying to hold everything together. They're not going to look world-beating, threading these wonderful passes. They're not going to look like that because really it's the wing-backs. You know, so their job is to kind of just keep the ball moving, break up play if the opposition get it. And that's it. <laughs> so it's very difficult for them to to shine, if that makes sense. Yeah. The wing backs, uh, I, I don't know what to say about this again, because Perisic is a phenomenal player and his delivery from the dead ball is a weapon that has to be used as much as possible. He's throwing, we've got the throwing as well that we've yeah, got now as well. Yeah, I know. Uh, what was that? Yeah. That, that seems to like shock corner, everyone. <laughs> 
I I've got to say Emerson Royale is a much much improved player, definitely. But his performance in the last couple of games, I think, again warrants another player starting against Leicester. Matt Doherty was playing great before he got injured. Bring him in. Yeah. In my in my opinion, I I would start him and Sessegnon, and have the others on the bench. Um, you know, we signed Jed I- Spence. And and again, not getting a kick. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, I'm kind of like I've I've said this a few times during the podcast. I'm at a bit of a loss. I'm kind of like trying to justify it. I'm kind of like trying to think of what to do. Um, I t- I tell you who who was under par as well and has been under par a little bit um, since his injury. Uh, Cutie Romero. Do you think? Um, yeah, um, and I'll tell you for what, he plays on the edge. He plays absolutely right there, you know, taking people down and being right aggressive. You know, the ball comes to him and he intercepts it a lot. Um, and But one of the things I also like about him is he's so calm on the ball and he'll pick a pass. Like, so he won't just like go, oh, no, I'm on the ball and smash it long. He's calm. He'll play it forward and typically to a Tottenham player. And against Sporting Lisbon, he lost the ball more in that game than I've ever seen him lose the ball. Like, just poor right. passing, just picking the pass wrong. And and he just didn't seem to be his aggressive best. And there was one point he went down, and I was like, oh, maybe maybe he's carrying an injury or something's wrong. And, like, he got up, he got up like, splashed water all over his face and was, like, really quite angry, like, kind of like he was just angry at himself. I don't know. I mean, it was still nil-nil at this point. But again, yeah, just not. I don't know. He just doesn't look himself. Don't don't look the same right now. Um, but again, that could just be because the whole team's not looking, you know, as cohesive and as as good. You play against Leicester, and he'll probably you know snap someone in the opening minute and feel better about himself. <laughs> uh, but I do I do just want to say one more thing about the Sporting Lisbon game because I feel like as a Tottenham Academy nerd, I need to bring this up. Marcus Edwards was amazing. <laughs> it was both incredibly satisfying and disturbingly upsetting to watch him rip us apart like he did continuously. Um, I don't know how Eric Dyer must have been feeling as young Edwards dribbled past him on multiple occasions. I will never know how he didn't score that goal and Lloris managed to save it with the inside of one of his legs, I think. And if he had scored that goal, it probably would have won Champions League goal of the month for whatever and lived on in Champions League history forever because it was incredible. If Messi had done that, the world would still be talking about it. (laughs) Um. He was great. Uh, a lot of questions about Marcus Edwards and and stuff and a few things. Um, Alistair Gold of Football London uh, wrote a really good summary. Which um, so we when we sold him, we basically let him go for nothing, but with a fifty percent sell-on clause. Um, the club then sold him to Sporting Lisbon, um, but there was a lot of negotiations, and we as a club allowed that clause not to be activated but has transferred to the new club so basically sporting lisbon have got him there's a 50 odd million pound release clause in his contract 
and technically we're due half of whatever they sell him for. Uh, but, uh, in stupidly, 10% of that we then got to give to this other club. But, uh, yeah, so in essence, 40% we'd end up with. Uh, I saw a fair few people and a fair few comments go, buy him back, <laughs> <laughs> buy him back, wave that 40%, it makes it affordable, um, buy him back, buy him back, buy him back now. Um I don't know, just just for me, seeing him play in the Champions League, and not just play in the Champions League, but shine in the Champions League, when I used to watch him play in, like, academy games and stuff, is, is strange. Wonderful, but strange. And there's a lot of people who used to watch him who'd say, that kid's got everything, he could make it, but the big issue was behind the scenes, <laughs> you know? Uh, which he now says himself, which is kind of delightful that he recognises he was a pain in the ass. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. Have you? Have you actually? Did you get to see much of the game? I know you were working. Yeah, I, actually, funny enough, I, I caught the last fifteen minutes of the first half, and I saw. Oh, that, so you saw I that saw run? That, that run, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's yeah, it's it's a it's a shame because and uh, you know, he's he's obviously developed into a, a, a fantastic player. Yeah. But I think. I think part of, part of what you have to think about, and he talked about that release calls, is that Spurs knew, must have known that that he was gonna yeah. had the potential to be a fantastic player. So they wouldn't have oh, put yeah. a release clause like, or uh, sorry, a um, a sell on clause like that on. No. Uh, and and it's it's a shame, isn't it? It's, it's a shame uh, that he he kind of, you know, like you said, he, he's recognised uh, his shortcomings with his attitude, I guess. Yeah. And he's corrected that now, and it's just a shame he didn't do it. I guess when. When he was on our books, yeah. but look, I, I guess that it is a shame. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, at the same time, I I'm kind of happy for it. You know, yeah. I'm kind of delighted for him. You you watch, you know, he's played two games in the Champions League. He's got a goal and assist in the first one, and in the second one against the club we grew up at. You know, he joined us at like eight years old. He he was he was for me man of the match. He was amazing. Mm. Um, you know, every time he got the ball, he was able to turn and run into space and just create. You know, that ability to do that, running off of Hoybier and Bentinger the whole game. I mean, one of them should have brought. I mean, to be honest with you, we should have brought on Skip. Skip would have come on and snapped him. Hello, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Remember yeah. me? Um, yeah. yeah. So, um, <laughs> but yeah. Oh, God, hold up. Mate, Marcus Edwards versus Oliver Skip. I, I, I don't know what I'd have done. <laughs> I, I lost my mind, but I'm telling you, Skippy would have took him down hard early on and just stood over him. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to training. Yeah. Uh, I uh, love him. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I don't know. <sighs> The Leicester game, I, I don't know where to feel about it. It's because Leicester aren't playing very well this season. Uh, much like all the teams, they're kind of there, but not, not fully clicking. Um, at our place, I really think we should be winning this game. Like I feel like this is a game we should go out and win. I know in the Premier League that's so dangerous to say. Mm. But I, I feel like... we, we I've, And also, I feel like we really need it. Like We really need a performance. We really need to go out there and hit the level I know we can hit, because if we don't, it's it's like we're drifting, you know. It's it's like we're just kind of not. There's not um, I don't know what the right word is, but it's it just feels like we don't have a direction at the moment. Like it's kind of like oh, this is the team I'm going to start every week, 
uh, and we're we're picking up results. We're not really playing that well, but we're still picking up results. So I'm going to keep picking them, and it just almost like start this game two or three changes and let those two or three, and those players who come in please come in and do something great. You know, just come in and change the game. Like maybe Son hits the bench, cooler sexy as I'm going to call him comes on, scores a goal, gets an assist, and everyone goes there. You go. Yeah, you know, Son is out of form, and just having the player who's ready has made everything click. And then Sonny will look at that and be like, "Shit, I need, I need to sort myself out," you know. And all of a sudden, you bring Sonny on for ten minutes to go in a game, and he's phenomenal. His confidence comes straight back. Do you, do you see where I'm going with mm, that? It's mm. like you know, you just just need something to happen because I don't know about you, but I'm watching it and I'm like, it's like one pass away. It's like one person making the right decision and all of a sudden this is going to click in the gear and we are going to look good. I, I, that's how I feel anyway. And yeah. maybe that's why I'm frustrated because it's kind of like, oh, it's right there. I said that when 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 uh, we watched the, when we went to see the Marseille game, I know we we won it. Obviously, they had a player sent off, yeah. which helped. But yeah. that first half, it, it wasn't great, but it was almost like it was such a small such a small margin on like yeah. if the ball had gone either way if you, you, there was no, it, I completely agree it's, yeah. it's almost there we, it, it's almost like we need lady luck just to blow us a kiss don't we yeah 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 so so your majesty from on high <laughs> you could uh bless thy side to which your team you clearly support <laughs> we're, we're you know clearly supported in your life <laughs> if we could just have that uh blessing now to try and get us over the line um uh, do you know i feel like as well sam i I know I talk about uh, when games are being played uh, and how they can sometimes make a difference. Yeah. I feel like a half-five kickoff on a Saturday yeah. at home could benefit us. Yeah, I, 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 I want. <clears throat> yeah, I, I agree. Actually, yeah, I completely get what you're saying, and the the atmosphere it just it enables the team. You know, the ones I hate are like after a European fixture, twelve thirty. Yes. Yeah, I it's hate like, them. what are you doing to a team? Yeah. Why do that? Anyone who's in Europe should not be kicking off at that time. Mm. Uh, they should play on a Sunday, but if they're going to play on a Saturday, let them have the evening or three o'clock. Yeah. Let us play at three. Yeah. That crazy idea. <laughs> oh, oh I've, I've heard Saturday at 3 p.m. Some football gets played. Why don't we Why don't we do it? So I know it's TV and I know they pay a lot of money <laughs> to be allowed to do it. Uh, but yeah, I, I just it's like we're right there. Yeah. And I think that's why fans are like right on the edge frustrated because mm. like I said a little bit of Jose PTSD um, but a little bit of that kind of I can see it I can see the players they're all great just why isn't it you know just doing what it should and if we can do it against Leicester I think there will be a collective like okay the Lisbon result we, we park that now we play poorly and maybe don't get a result against Leicester I feel like this anxiety is going to really grip <laughs> yeah no i get that and i think that's why we can probably allow ourselves to be a little bit pragmatic after this defeat because yeah because we can kind of see we're on the cusp and we just need that kind of we need a we need the players to click and the yeah. luck to and, and maybe that defeat can be the kick mm. you know and also yeah. conte's record in the champions league is it's not great so, isn't it like no. out, of, out of nine yeah. nine, nine seasons he's only got out of the group stage like, like three times or something it is very very rare yeah. I can say that Tottenham Hotspur has got a better record than Antonio Conte yeah there you go yeah. <laughs> um, but we have our Champions League record is better under Redknapp and Pochettino than it ever is <laughs> Conte's yeah. record with all the teams he's had which is weird mm. very yeah. weird um, 
So, uh, the last thing I uh, just want to talk about, because it's just this one final thing that came up this week, and I wanted to put it to you, because me and you had a cracking debate about the European Super League ages ago when that thing was floated. Yeah. Uh, we, we, you know, we really sort of went out from all the sides we could come up with. I really enjoyed that. And I read an article this week, and I wanted to put it to you, because I was just like, oh, wow, I have never thought about it this way. Um, so, the article is written by journalists in Italy, who said that the European Super League failed because of fan pressure in England on English clubs. And once the English clubs withdrew, it was just dominoes. Everyone kind of had to withdraw. And he's kind of like, the main reason why it is, he said, because currently there is a Super League in Europe, and it's the English Premier League. And he pointed out the financial disparity between Premier League clubs and the absolute top clubs in other leagues. So he did a a breakdown between Bayern Munich in Germany, Barcelona, Real Madrid, AC Milan, Juventus, Paris Saint-Germain, and I know a couple of those clubs I've mentioned are very backed. You know, PSG, for example, very heavily backed by foreign investment. But he's doing this based on the revenue from ticket sales and TV money. The lowest placed Premier League club, so the lowest placed team which finishes just outside, so not the relegated, the lowest placed team that stays in the league for the last five seasons has got a higher revenue than all of those European clubs I just mentioned. Wow, that's insane. Yeah, because of the TV money. Wow. So in Italy... If you win Serie A, your TV money comes in at about 20 million euros. In England, if you win the Premier League, you are talking hundreds of millions of pounds. If you finish in just outside the relegation space, so the bottom Premier League club that you can remain in the division, you still earn more than winning the Bundesliga. It's nuts, isn't it? (laughs) That's nuts. And and but don't you think that's a really interesting debate? Because this European Super League debate is coming around again because they basically want to form one and exclude us. No English clubs allowed. They're basically saying that it's it's we no one can compete because of the T V money and the disparity, it's now got to the point where you know, players, top top players you can go to these clubs probably because of the names of the clubs, the prestige. But yeah, someone said like, you know, you go to uh, a top club, you go to PSG, you're not playing top games every week in front of loads of fans. You're not playing top, top teams every single week, but you go to the premier league, even the teams who are relegation fodder have got some quality players in the side and are well supported and sold out grounds and, so, you know, you might go to a PSG and play 10 Champions League games a season, which are next level, and maybe four or five domestic. Go to the Premier League, you're playing 30-plus games a season that are all sell-out massive matches, mm. plus plus Europe, plus everything else, and you learn more money. So, yeah, I think it's an interesting debate. I'll, I'll try and find the article for you if you're interested. Yeah. But is uh I'd never thought of it. You know, I'm probably because I'm here in England. Like you don't, but from the outside looking in now, people are kind of pissed and they're looking at it, going, 
there isn't isn't fair and it needs to change um from our point of view and from the premier league point of view of course it's kind of like well our league's really good to watch so broadcasters are paying a lot of money to watch it to to, to televise it make your league better and you'll earn more money that's, that's um, the thing but... that's the thing that, that, and that's i guess that's where it comes where it comes down to because i know in the yeah. past you and i have spoken about when um Italian football used to be on Channel Four yeah, on a Sunday. Yeah, and it and it was great. Yeah, yeah, it, it was great that you could watch <laughs> Italian football. But I'm not going to lie, I, I never was thoroughly entertained watching it. It, it was like watching a game of chess. Yeah. You know, that they're very, very yeah, good players, yeah, yeah. very, very good players, technical players. But it was very much like a chess game. Whereas, like you said, with with English football or Premier League football, yeah. it's just. And it's just constant, isn't it? Constant, constant, constant. Yeah. You know, one team attacks, the other team attacks. One team. There's always going to be chances. Like, yeah. like, like against Leicester on Saturday, I'd like to think yeah. we're going to win, but I guarantee Leicester will have chances. They'll be coming forward. We'll be going Massively, forward. It's yeah. constant. Every, everyone it's will. A, yeah. It's a very entertaining game to watch. And you know, Premier League games tend to be very entertaining. Yeah. You've only got. I'm going to put the kids of death on it now. But when's the last time you saw a nil-nil? Like for us, anyway, for Spurs. You well, know, they, they, that's it, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> well, there I was hoping for a good solid win and a great performance. <laughs> nil nil, nil boring nil. crap it's gonna be. <laughs> but the you first don't see many in Premier League history to not have a shot. <laughs> but you don't see you don't see many of them. Like my, my um no, I think I might mention I think right. I think I might mention before my brother in law puts a bet on every season and it's that every every uh, t- um every t- every game in the week Every, like all, all teams will score, like so. All ten Premier League fixtures, yeah, every yeah, team will score, yeah. and I think he gets it. Like he, he wins it, like what, what, twi- you know, a couple of times a season, I think, you know. But but yeah, it's, it's on on the whole, a decent bet. Yeah, on the whole, most teams score. It's it's always entertaining. It's always entertaining. And look, we've got we've got the the top. A lot of the if you sort of look at the top, maybe ten managers. In the in in Europe, we've probably got at least seven or eight of them, haven't we? Here yeah. in the Premier League, yeah, we have. We we, we, we just, have, mate. We just, there's we... no denying it. The the league yeah. draws the best, and uh, yeah. a lot of that's because it pays the best. But a lot of it because managers and people look at it and go, that oh, is a, that's yeah. every, every week's a challenge. Yeah. Every week is going to be difficult and um, entertaining. And players, yeah, and entertaining. And players look at it and go. You know, do I want to play in a league where I can? You know, so, and by the way, it suits some players. Tangi Undumbele doesn't suit. <laughs> scored scored for Napoli right. last night in the Champions League. Right. Clearly, that guy suits being able to coast certain games yes. and pick and play others. Premier League, you can't like, and some players you see like they take a long time to adjust because they arrive and they're like, "Oh bloody hell, we were playing against a team from League One in the FA Cup, and I thought I'd get time on the ball, and this guy just kicked the crap out of me and called me a froggy git. What the hell's that about?" <laughs> you know? And you're like, "Yeah, mate, welcome to England. Exactly. <laughs> you, know? yeah. you play against a lower league team, you're, they're not just going to bend over for you. This is their World Cup final, and they're going to hit you." Yeah. Uh, and worst of all, the referees in the FA Cup normally are from that division, and they're like, "Yeah, get up." <laughs> yeah, yeah, completely. Although refereeing as a whole, ugh, anyway, that's a whole <laughs> other podcast. Uh, mate, I think we'll call it there. Uh, it is Leicester. Uh, hopefully, that that result will spark a reaction because if it does, then it, it was almost worth it. If you yeah. know what I mean, spark a reaction and get us really going again. Yeah, uh, I'm hopeful, forever hopeful. Uh, but thank you for joining me thank you to everybody for listening we all really appreciate it 
Uh, I didn't do a fan questions this week. I explained why after the defeat. I just read the comments in our in our Facebook page and went, "Do you know what? Let's let's just have a chat this week." Um, but it will be back next week, uh, as will we again on Thursday. But until then, everybody, you all take care, and as always, come on, you Spurs. Take care, mate. Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed the show. Stay up to date with all things Tottenham. Follow us on social media. All links are in the podcast description.